You're listening to the Mr. Cemetery Show, the podcast that's dedicated to the dark corners of the world. From weird news to historical oddities and the unexplained mysteries, here's your host, Mr. Cemetery. Welcome back, you sick, twisted freaks. If you're new here, howdy, howdy, howdy. My name is Josh, and I am Mr. Cemetery. You can follow me on all the socials where I post cemetery photos, weird facts, I do dead of the day, and I tell you about other stuff. So if you want to follow me, follow me at Mr. Cemetery. And with me today is my co-host with the most. She's my legendary partner in crime. She's known better over on the YouTube and Instagram as One Spooky Pokey. Welcome. How are you doing today, Krista? Right as rain. Don't you Happy start. Happy as a clam. Don't you start, woman. <laughs> Dangling it. Fine and dandy like sour candy. No, no. <laughs> we ain't starting that. It's been a long week. Yes, it has. It has. It really has. The show's going to probably show it. <laughs> yes. This is probably going to be a bad episode. <laughs> I can already feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week we picked Halloween and horror-related movies for Mr. Cemetery's Movie Spooktacular, where we picked three movies, each to watch. You picked Sleepy Hollow, The Crow, Trick or Treat, and I picked The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Beetlejuice, and Child's Play. Now, to get us through the rest of the spooky season, we need to pick three more. So, what are your three choices? I've got Pet Cemetery, Monster Squad, and Young Frankenstein. Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. I fucking love that movie. I do too. When when Gage gets hit by the fucking semi, that that's hard stopping every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's rough. That's. I always think where he where he slices the old man's ankles. Yeah, that's right. That's cringeworthy. That, yeah, <laughs> that always gets me too. I'm like, <laughs> that movie used to get me when I was little. Because we lived right by a road, and we still, we live pretty much in my childhood home. Yeah. And I had so many pets die on the road. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie would fuck me so bad. We've lost several on the road, too, because we live next to uh, a landfill. So dump trucks used to fly yeah. down that road all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> we lost a few on the curve there. Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Kick him in the nards. <laughs> Does he have nards? Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. I, <laughs> I've seen that movie, I don't know how many times, but that's like all I really remember. That's about all I remember. The fucking nerd. That, that whole scene is just great. <laughs> Young Frankenstein, fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Hello, would you like to roll in the hay? Rolling in the hay. <laughs> what knockers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many little one-liners oh, in that movie. Oh, there's some great one-liners through oh, the whole thing. It's fucking so great. funny. Did you know the equipment that was used in the lab was from the original Frankenstein movie? Oh, really? Yes. It's also the equipment was used in Grandpa Munster's lab. Same equipment. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of monsters, Rob Zombie's making a monster movie. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I want to see that when it comes out. Better be fucking awesome. Isn't he making like a whole town? Yeah. He's going to have a whole town like. Yeah. Whatever. It's fucking awesome looking. That's great. They better be good. Monsters, they were great. They did not get enough credit. They were fucking awesome. They were good. 
My movie is Garfield's Halloween Adventure. Yes. Garfield. Candy, candy, candy. Candy, candy, candy. <laughs> Greatest freaking line ever. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love Garfield. Right. That orange cat was awesome. Mm-hmm. Not the new Garfield stuff. Oh, no. I don't like the redone stuff. No. It's got to be the old yeah. cartoon. We're old. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> I hate computer stuff anyway. No. It was kind of neat when they when it all first came out and it was new technology, but now it's just, yeah. The next one is Hocus Pocus. Good one. I hate Bette Miller, but that's a damn good movie, and I will give her credit for that. Yeah. I love it. Came out when I was 13. They make good witches. <laughs> I've loved it ever since I was 13. Yeah. It's so. a good one. My next movie is The Omen. It's all for you, Damien. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that yes. one. I can remember is he just riding around in a tricycle and It is one of the cursed movies of all time. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I yes. never got that much into it. I mean it wasn't a bad movie. I just guess it never came up too much in my life. Some of the reasons they say it's cursed is because two months prior to filming Gregory Peck, his son shot himself. Hmm. When flying to London, Gregory Peck's plane was struck by lightning. No. A few weeks later, an executive producer was flying to Los Angeles and his plane was struck by lightning. A designer was in a car accident that decapitated his passenger, like a scene in The Omen. Mm. An animal trainer, hired to keep the cast and crew safe from angry baboons, was killed by a tiger. A group of trained Rottweilers suddenly attacked a stuntman, for real, injuring him and defying the trainer. And the list goes on. It's, it's, there's a lot. I can't believe they finished it. Yeah. I would think after a couple of those, you'd be like, okay. Yeah, the, you know, it's funny how many of those older movies like that, though, yeah. those demonic horror movies that actually have stories similar. Yeah, there's a lot it's of It's really strange. If you start looking into really? them, it's, it's wild. <laughs> we talked a lot about Halloween last episode, but we didn't talk about our top Halloween candy. And I'm a fat guy, and I like candy, so we need to discuss some candy. You do like candy. Candy, 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 <laughs> as Garfield would say. <laughs> so. What are the top five Halloween candies that you enjoyed as a kid? Well, I got candy corn. I know that's probably going to make a lot of people angry. Candy corn. A lot of people hate candy corn. A lot of people hate that. Because it's waxy. It it has a weird texture. Some people even call it Satan's earwax. But I fucking love it. It's on my list as well. it's good. And you know what's funny about the waxiness is uh, it's the reason why I hate Easter candy. Ah. Candy corn is so much better than yeah. Easter candy. Did you know Easter candy is made with the same chemical that's in Parmesan cheese, rancid butter, and vomit? Ew. Yes. Well, that's why I hate Easter candy. I fucking All hate All the Easter. chocolate that comes out during Easter is horrible. Yes. Fuck Easter candy. Candy corn kicks Easter candy's ass. If you like Easter candy, take your vomit rabbit and just yeah, go. Yeah, it's so it's, gross. It's nasty. Candy corn's fucking awesome. I don't know why they do that. <sighs> Okay. Anyway, yeah. my next one is Reese Cups. Ah, Reese Cups. Mm-hmm. Reese Cups is on my list as well. Yeah. Pumpkins are better. Reese Cup pumpkins are better. Yeah. You'll fight a motherfucker over some Reese Pumpkins. I like the Reese Cups. Pumpkin. You know, I'll take Reese Cups or Reese Pumpkins. Either yeah, one. Yeah, I was kind of lumping all of them in together. Yeah. I like yeah. them all. And I got Kit Kats. Kit Kats. I like Kit Kats. Break me off. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another one that might be arguable but i love them the smarties smarties are good i like getting smarties smarties are classic mm-hmm. they're fun you can throw them at people too 
Yeah. Yeah. I used to shove them up my nose. Are you surprised there? I am not surprised at all by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little surprised I've never seen you do it. No one ever touched my Smarties when they went up my nose. True. They were yours. Kind of like when we were kids that, you know, if you licked it, it was yours. <laughs> yeah. Put it in my nose. Mine. <laughs> I think all you had to do was lick it. <laughs> but I, I looked so much cooler with Smarties hanging out my nose. And my number five is Reese Pieces. Yes. I like Reese Pieces. I do have to say what I really hate. And it's something everybody does because it's convenient and easy is the big bags of mixed chocolates and candies. Yeah. Because all that sits in those bags and then if the chocolate starts tasting like the other candy, if it's got, I mean, if it's all in chocolate, it's not too bad. But if you got like chocolate and Twizzlers yeah. and stuff like that, it, it, <laughs> it does. <laughs> I have dots. I fucking love dots. Mm, not, not a big fan of dots. Dots are awesome little gumdrops. They're not covered in sugar. I hate the ones that's covered in freaking sugar. Dots, yeah. dots are good. But what pisses me off about dots, you're supposed to get four. Four in a box. When I get two in a box, it pisses me off. Oh, well, yeah. That's, that's like off. getting, <laughs> that's like losing a piece of ham in my Lunchable. Yeah. That will piss me off. And I cuss, I cuss the person on the line. They know who they are. I cuss them. <laughs> they stole my fucking dot. Mm-hmm. My next is flavored Tootsie Rolls. I like the flavor better I than do. the regular. They're a little like softer. It. Yeah. I like them. I like those too. Next is Reese Cups because, you know, Reese Cups, Cups are fucking awesome. <laughs> next is Butterfinger. I used to love Butterfingers because my man Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, better not lay a finger on his Butterfinger. I loved it. Still love Butterfingers. Butterfingers are good. And they get stuck to my teeth, though. I think is yeah, why I yeah. kind of have an issue with They'll them now. They'll piss you off, but they're <laughs> awesome. And, of course, candy corn, because, you know, I love it. Candy corn is Candy delicious. corn, candy pumpkins. I also like awesome circus peanuts, too, and most people don't like those. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> circus peanuts are awesome, unless they're hard. Yeah, then, I like, they gotta be soft. I don't like when they're hard. Then they're hard, you throw them at your older brothers. Yeah. Smack them right in the head. Yeah. 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 And That'd be really good for that. And then they scream, Mom, I got hit with a peanut. And your mom's like, shut up, boy. <laughs> what the hell is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> and you say, want my peanuts? Want <laughs> <laughs> oh, my peanuts? It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> hit you with my peanuts. <laughs> Don't make this pervy. <laughs> That made it's it what you do. Chris that made it pervy. Are you talking peanuts? Peanuts. <laughs> well, want to see my peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> With all that being said, let's turn it over to some weird ass news. Man shocked to discover hair poking out of a hundred year old grave. California man was given the fright of his life after allegedly stumbling upon a century-old grave with human hair sticking out of it. A TikTok video of this macabre discovery boasts 1.5 million views and 290,000 likes, according to the Jam Press. Nothing like the damn press. Jam. Jelly? Jam. Jam? Jam. Strawberry? Strawberry. Strawberry jam. Jam, jam, jam. Mm. Jam, jam. HD. 
When I first saw it, I was shocked. I wasn't exactly sure what I was seeing was real, Joel Morrison told the Jam Press. We need to change that to the Damn Press. Right? Yes. Let's call, I'm going to call it the Damn Press from now on. I call it the Damn Press all the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Morrison told the Damn Press of the freaky, really fucking gross find, which happened upon while he was visiting St. Joseph Catholic Cemetery in Sacramento. But upon closer inspection, I realized that it was definitely human hair coming out of the grave, the stunned 37-year-old handyman added. The TikTok video shows the alleged 100-year-old tombstone with thick sets of locks protruding out of the cracks in the stone, like a Halloween prop. That's because it is a Halloween prop. I've seen the photos, it looks fake as crap. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into this. There's a person's hair coming out of the crack, he said. After an initial wave of disgust, the very crack. <laughs> there you go again. <laughs> Quit making it dirty. <laughs> After an initial wave of disgust, the janitor said that he started to feel bad for the deceased family members and worried about the upkeep of the cemetery, feeling like maybe they were being disgraced or desegregated in some way. Indeed, he reported seeing other graves getting destroyed by squirrels and other animals and overgrown trees also damaging the tombs. That's what happens. It's yeah, it's over a hundred years old. Family members probably aren't. Yeah, I, I can't tell you he was in my family a hundred years ago. Yeah, I mean, you might get one every so often looking for family history, but yeah. nobody's worried about it. Yeah. His ghoulish clip sent spine tinglings across the ticky talk. One person said, "This is crazy freaky," just like that. Crazy freaky. Crazy. Another said, this is the scariest thing I've ever fucking seen. He don't get out much. No. No. One user joked that Morrison should have pulled on the hair, and if it screams, run, right? Well, yes. See, I can get along with that person. <laughs> However, other viewers had more rational explanation of the Night of the Living Dead invoking phenomenon. With one suggested that the natural disaster could have caused the corpse to literally roll over in the grave. Okay, if it rolled over... How the hair gets out of the grave. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Y'all, this definitely can occur, especially in heavy floods and rain. This can unfortunately bring the bodies up, said one person. Seems like they're buried near a tree, another wrote. A funeral director once suggested not to be buried near trees as something like this might happen. Well, I seen the video and I really didn't see a tree. I seen some bushes and the video kind of looks. You know, there's nothing really near it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it's just me. Just, just me. <laughs> yeah, my opinion. Someone else summarized that an animal probably found the hole and tried to bring it out to make a bed in its nest. According to the Jam Damn Press, Morrison settled on his own theory. What looks like happened to me was there was a very large tree close to the tomb slash grave, and the roots from the tree had grown up into the grave, disrupting the concrete barrier and the brick mortar. Possibly pushing the remains, he said. Then once the grave opened, squirrels and rodents, whatever, and other animals were free to go in and out, he added. It looks like they maybe were trying to make a nest of human hair. Well, that's just what the other person said. You can't come up with your own opinion when they just sat there and said that. <laughs> this guy. Whatever. Okay. Unfortunately, the cemetery explorer didn't get a chance to probe deeper into the mystery. He explained that when he returned the next day, he discovered that the hair was gone. Maybe pushed back in the hole, he suggested. 
It could have been the handiwork of a groundskeeper. Morrison plans to provide a lock of hair to the coroner's office to determine whether or not it's not actually human. Okay. But I thought he didn't get he, the hair. He didn't get it because, you know, it was gone. But he's going to turn it in to the coroner's office because I'm pretty sure it's going to come back as human because I'm pretty sure it's his own damn hair. Mm, there's a possibility. Look at the photo of his hair. It looks freshly cut. Same color. Yeah. I'm going with this guy's a fake ass. This guy shoved hair into this hole for ticky tock views because, because you know, you got to get the likes for the ticky tock. Got to have the likes. Yeah, got to have clicks. the clicky clicks. Clicky click like your likes. Got to have them all. Kind of like Pokemon. Ooh, got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. Yeah. This guy's just a liar. Yeah. I'll say with those kind of concrete graves, I've seen bigger holes. Oh, yeah. Lots of them. And I've, Looked in them to see if we I do see it every time. Something creepy. I've never seen anything other than dirt. Yeah. No bones, no coffins. The photo looks like a wig. It, it definitely looks suspicious. Maybe somebody else put it there and he found it. It could have been somebody playing a prank. That could be too. That's possible. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, if I seen just walked up on something like that, I'd be kind of freaked out. But I just don't. But I, I think it's a setup. <laughs> I'm skeptical. I wouldn't pull out my phone to record and then not touch it. I'm yanking on that thing. <laughs> right. I'm going to find out. Or stick my phone up in there somehow. Right. Uh, no, just, oh, look, I got to make a video for TikTok. I'm going to mm-hmm. leave. We got to come back the next day. It's gone. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm definitely investigating. I'm finding some way to get some pictures inside. Or... Stick. Mm-hmm. I'm touching it. <laughs> Let's be honest. You know me. Yeah, so much. <laughs> I'm yanking on that. Mm. What is that? Get that out there. Yeah. I'm calling bullcrap. Let's turn it over to our sponsors and take a break and we'll be right back. Are you looking for something spooky fun to do this Halloween? We suggest taking a look at the Mr. Cemetery coloring book. Why? Well, it's simple. As you may know, coloring books are not only fun, but they also come with a long list of benefits. They reduce stress and anxiety, enhance with sleep, and aiding with memory, and so, so much more. So head over to Amazon.com and get your copy of the Mr. Cemetery Coloring Book. It's fun for all ages. Just search Mr. Cemetery Coloring Book or visit the show notes for links for all things Mr. Cemetery. Too scared to sleep? Then get some coffee. Check out our haunting friends over at Sinister Coffee and Creamery. They have the perfect coffee to help you stay awake. Whether you're looking for whole beans, ground, or organic coffee pods, Sinister Coffee and Creamery has you covered. Their beans are prepared in small batches to ensure a gourmet roast that will have you screaming for more. Check them out at SinisterCoffeeandCreamery.com and use our special discount code CEMETERY10 to save 10% off your order. Again, that's SinisterCoffeeandCreamery.com. Use discount code CEMETERY10 to save 10% off your order. And we're back. Yeah. Did you go first last time or did I go first? I don't remember. It's my turn, I think. I think so. Oh. Yeah, you go first. Man. Boo. Well, we both grew up in Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. You from the northern half, me from the southern half. Mm-hmm. And we both appreciate the natural scenery, the rivers. We got rivers, but you call rivers or not rivers, but we'll get into that one other day. <laughs> <laughs> but Ohio is also home to a lot of haunting grounds around. And one town close to Cincinnati has a mysterious humanoid amphibian said to lurk around the city. 
The Loveland Frog is probably one of the lesser-known cryptids. Everyone knows its closest neighbor, the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And there are constant high-tech searches for the Loch Ness Monster. Alleged Bigfoot sightings have been occurred all around the world. But the Loveland Frog, he remains exclusive to Ohio. You could ask any cryptozoologist about it. I forget naming the Frogman. They can't even tell you where Loveland is on the map. But the Loveland Frog has a history that's alluring as the Mothman and mysterious as the Chupacabra. Ooh, I bite your face. The origin story is one of Ohio's hidden gems. And the mystery begins a little like this. As history tells it, one night in May of 1955, a traveling salesman drove through Loveland, Ohio, part of the greater Cincinnati region. He was alone on the road when he crossed a poorly lit bridge over the Little Miami River. Three humanoid yet frog-like creatures loomed in the shadow at the side of the road. The salesman watched as the three frog-like people talked amongst themselves, each oblivious to the observer. The salesman noted that they seemed about three and a half feet tall, with leathery skin, webbed hands and feet, and had bulging eyes, wide mouths, and deep grooves in the side of their head, instead of hair. Inbreeders. Inbreeders. <laughs> suddenly one of the figures noticed the salesman. They pulled out a wand and waved it, sending sparks flying into the air. The man sped away and first witnessed the Loveland Frog, with a particular smell of alfalfa and almonds trailing behind his car. <laughs> <laughs> a wand-waving frog that sm oh. smelled like alfalfa and almonds. Yes. Welcome to Ohio. <laughs> Okay. Expelliarmus. <laughs> Damn it, Potter. <laughs> you know you had something to do with it. The salesman's name has been forgotten, but a sighting by two officers in 1972 revived the tale. It was March 3rd, 1972, and the bracing winds of winter had not turned over to spring sunshine. At 1 a.m., the Loveland police officer Ray Shockey was driving on Riverside Drive near the Totes Booth Factory in the Little Miami River. When the creature dashed in front of his car, the eyes glowed in Shockey's headlights. Before it skidded away, Shockey saw it was similar to be the creature that was the traveling salesman's story, about three to four feet tall, with distinctly frog-like features. The frogman took advantage of Shockey's bewilderment and scrambled to the roadside, hopped over the guardrail, and escaped into the river. The only trace left behind was a few scratch marks and the guardrail's metal side. Two weeks later on St. Patrick's Day, Officer Mark Matthews drove around the same boot factory. Something crouched in the middle of Kemper Road. Thinking the lump was of roadkill, Matthews exited his car to clear the road. The lump jumped at Matthews. It dashed to the guardrail and scrambled underneath, keeping eye contact with Matthews the whole entire time. Matthews pulled his gun and took a shot. The creature stopped moving. Matthews recovered the body and put it in the trunk of his car to show Officer Shockey. He identified the animal as a large iguana, about three to three and a half feet long. Difficult to identify because it was missing its tail. He figured somebody had abandoned their pet when it got too large to care for, and the cold-blooded iguana kept warm from the pipes leading from the boot factory's ovens. With the discovery of the iguana, the whole mystery seemed to be solved, except Matthew's story only explained the 1972 sighting. What about the three frogs spotted in 1955 with the magic little wands? Skeptics point out that the creature from the Black Lagoon came out in 1954, so Americans had amphibious lake monsters on the brain at the time, but the creature from the Black Lagoon does not have a magic sparking wand, and is much larger in statue than three and a half foot tall frog people chatting along the Little Miami River. In other words, many people believe there are still questions left unanswered when it comes to the Loveland Frog. 
the cryptid certainly continues to spark Cincinnatians' cultural imaginations. Cryptid hunters checking out Loveland can wear their very own I Saw the Loveland Frog t-shirt. A video game developer called Glorious Trainwrecks made a spiritual successor to the classic arcade game Frogger. Instead of helping a pixelated frog cross the road, you guide a frogman through the traffic safely. Most notably though, the frogman is famous for being the only cryptid with its own musical. Yes, Ohio writers and actors Joshua Steele and Mike Hall wrote a bluegrass musical called Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. Why haven't I seen this? <laughs> <laughs> Which debuted in May 29th, 2014 at the Cincinnati Fringe Festival. <laughs> There's got to be a video somewhere we have to find it. <laughs> gotta find this. <laughs> in the show, Luke Honeywell and his girlfriend Darla set off with a bluegrass band to find Luke's missing grandfather, supposedly snatched by the frogman himself. The couple runs from moonshiners and learns about the frogman's legend from shadow people and are interrupted from time to time by fake commercials from local taxidermists. The frogman's unique flair inspired Hall and longtime Loveland resident and audience to share the love of the frogman. The show ran for five performances and they all were sold out. Hot damn! <laughs> Who doesn't want to see that? Right. Somebody needs to bring that back. That needs to come back. I, I, yes. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to begin. Oh. But a recent sighting confirms that even if it isn't a frogman, there's definitely something in the water. It was August 2016. The summer of Pokemon Go swept the entire nation. Sam Jacobs was out catching Pokemon with his girlfriend on Loveland's Madeira Road. As they crossed the train tracks to the banks of the Lake Isabel, they saw a huge frog staring at them. Jacobs reports that the frog then stood on its hind legs and disappeared beneath the surface. Jacob took photos and videos of the frog, which circulated on various Cincinnati news sites. In the photos, two glowing eyes adopt a shadowy figure, stare at the viewer. Reporters called Officer Mark Matthews. He's now retired and holds fast to the story that it's all a hoax. The Loveland frog is just a dead iguana, dried up in the middle of the road. Jacob isn't sure. He knows it sounds crazy, but he really did see something in the lake. Whether it's a frogman, a gigantic frog, he says. He's never seen anything like it. I say, hot damn, it's love and frog. That's just fun to say. Hot damn. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Good lord. Hot damn. <laughs> you gotta love Ohio. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet you that's where the W-E-B-N frog comes from. Oh, I bet it is. I've never, well, I never knew about the frog before, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Hot damn. Hot damn. Hot damn. EBN should say hot damn a lot more. I think that's going to be the title of this episode. Hot damn. Hot damn. <laughs> so, have you seen the, the, you've seen the pictures of this? No. What do you, what do you, what do you think about any of this? It's nuts. <laughs> but I, then again, I, you know, there's probably is a lot of stuff in the rivers around Cincinnati. <laughs> I've seen stuff go by in the Ohio River. So. I've seen cows floating by. I've seen human bodies yeah. in the river. You're surprised we won't have a three-eyed blinky. Probably do. <laughs> Be honest. Hey. <laughs> That's weird. I can't even tell what that is. Hot it damn. definitely doesn't look like a lizard, though, I will say. No. Uh, I say 
hot damn, it's the love of frog. It's the love of frog, hot damn. Every time I see a frog now, that's what I'm going to scream. <laughs> you scream hot damn at a frog? <laughs> yeah. Hot damn, it's the love of frog. <laughs> I have to. Well, that's my story. What do you have? I have the Beast of Gévaudan. Well, hot damn. Hot damn. <laughs> so I'm doing this a little different. It's basically not a little less story mood, more just just the facts. I like facts. Just the facts. Get to it. Hot damn. So what we know is... The beast of Gévaudan was a man-eating creature that looked like a wolf. However, it was as big as a calf. It had a dog-like head, small ears, a wide chest, formidable teeth, and an immense tail. Its fur was brown, but its back was streaked with black. Some witnesses claimed that the beast of Gévaudan had supernatural abilities. They believed it could walk on its hind feet like a human. They believed it could make astounding leaps. They also believed... It could repel bullets and come back from the dead after being struck and wounded. The beast of Gévaudan. What'd you call me? You heard me. Okay. I said what I said. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> the beast of Gévaudan got its name from terrorizing the former province of Gévaudan between 1764 and 1767. This is located in south-central France in the Margerine Mountains. Nailed I it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There were over a hundred deaths caused by the beast of Gévaudan. Many others survived the attacks, but were seriously injured. The beast of Gévaudan targeted heads and necks. It was common for the creature to rip out a victim's throat. From 1764 to 1767, over a hundred wolves were killed in Gévaudan because they were mistaken as the beast of Gévaudan. How many times are you going to say Gévaudan? <laughs> Make this a drinking game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take a shot every time I say, Je voudons. <laughs> Probably the only French word that I'm going to get right in this story, so. <laughs> Hot damn. Not even sure if I'm actually getting it right. <laughs> Fuck it. Whatever. At one point, 30,000 volunteers were involved with hunting the creature. Some soldiers even dressed up as peasant women in order to attract it. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to say on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Around this time, political news was censored by the king. In order to sell newspapers, more entertainment-based stories were written about things like the Beast of Gévaudan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> The constant news updates gave the creature much more attention across the world than it would have otherwise received. The survivors of the beast of Gévaudan <laughs> became well known. <laughs> You're never going to get through this. <laughs> um, a woman named Marie Jean Vallée nailed it. Sure, was attacked and defended herself by wounding the beast. A statue was made in her honor. Jacques Portefeuille. Nailed it. Mm hmm. Was another victim, a young boy who scared the creature away with pikes. The king paid him a reward and educated him at his own personal expense. The beast became so popular and so feared that the reward for killing it equated to a year's salary for working men. First Captain Duhamel of Claremont, 
Baron Dragoons. What? Mm-hmm. Dragoons. Sounds like a cookie. Maybe it's going to have some dragoons. <laughs> it's some kind of pastry. <laughs> I got a little dragoon on, on your face. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Saving that for later. Oh, okay. okay. First Captain Duhamal of the Claremont Fern Dragoons and his troops were sent to hunt the creature. When they failed, Louis the... I'm bad with Roman numerals. When they failed, Louis the 15th sent professional wolf hunters, Jean-Charles Marc Antoine, bunch more stuff. That's a long name, as far as I'm going with it. Because <laughs> we'll I can't him. even... Moving on. His name's Fred. And his son, Jean-Francois, to hunt the creature. Okay, Antoine ended up killing a large wolf, some believed to be the beast of Jevoudan. <laughs> However, more attacks followed debunking the belief. A man named Jean Chastel eventually killed the beast of Jevoudan. In 19, oh, 19. A man, <laughs> a man named Jean Chastel eventually killed the beast of Jevoudan in 1767. He was a local hunter who shot a creature with the bullet he forged out of silver, which has led to the modern depiction of werewolves we see in media to this day. When the creature's stomach was ripped open by a surgeon, it exposed the contents of its last victim. Because of the frequency of the attacks, skeptics believe the beast of Jevoudan was actually a pack of wolves. Other skeptics believe that it was actually a lion. A lion in France? Maybe? Maybe they're all lion in France. Mm. Think about it. Yeah. Think oui. about it. However, eyewitnesses believe the creature could not have been invented because of all their details about the beast of Jevoudan formed a coherent picture. And there you go. <laughs> You're probably pretty drunk by now. <laughs> Hot damn. Hot damn. This has been a weird episode. Yeah. This has been a bad episode. We're not sorry. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't, so you never miss a future episode. Do you want to miss one? No. If you could help us out by telling your friends, your family, or even spread the word on social media, whatever you can do to help us spread the word of our little podcast here, it would be much appreciated. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. See ya! Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mr. Cemetery Show. The Mr. Cemetery Show is an independent production. For photos from today's episode, find us over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mr. Cemetery. If you have a story you would like to submit, send it to us at the Mr. Cemetery Show at gmail.com. And as always, stay creepy, my friends. Jay Rudon. <laughs>